sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, Moon Tribe. So happy that you're here, so happy that I'm back every Wednesday, wouldn't miss it. And for anyone new that's joining us to this podcast, thank you, welcome. You know, grab a, grab a drink, enjoy this episode, enjoy some of the previous episodes. This is really a podcast about spirituality, wellness, high vibes, the moon, so many cosmic topics that you would be, you know, discussing under the desert stars, you know, in some place like Joshua Tree. That's how I envisioned it when I started it. So today, um... It's a solo episode. It's another uh, solo conversation, and it's gonna be about intuition, being intuitive, all the different ways that you can be intuitive, how to tap into your intuition. And I do have some questions that has come in through my Instagram, which I'll be answering today on the show. And I'm really excited because they're really great questions. So it was perfect to get that insight. So um, before we get in, before we jump into the topic of intuition, which is a pretty big one, (laughs) there's a lot of ground to cover. So buckle up. I don't know if it's going to be a long conversation, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Some updates from me. I'm just in total planning mode for the Spellbound Soiree, which is coming up on October 27th. If you don't have your ticket yet, there is still a couple tickets left, so be sure to grab it if you're thinking about going. Come dressed as your mystic muse, eat beautiful plant-based meals by Annette Sofernova, uh, listen to tales of witches and ghost stories, get a crystal, connect with other high vibrational souls that are going to be coming to the event, to the party, drink some cocktails. It's going to be a really good one. I'm really excited. I have some special, special things planned that I'm so excited that I'm to like bring to the moon party. It'll be a little bit different than my previous ones. And it, it may be, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to like say like for sure, because you never know, things will change. But it may be my last moon party for the rest of the year, just because I am in total transition mode right now. I am leaving the city. I am moving. I'm going to be kind of a nomad for a little bit. And with that comes a lot of focus with the online content. I'm going to be coming out with um, monthly moon guides and I wish to create some sort of like a a moon tribe 
a platform on the website. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to do that. I know a lot of people do Facebook groups, but I don't really like Facebook. So trying to figure out the best way. So if anyone knows of a good idea, let me know. I'm totally down to hear it, but it might just be like a membership platform just to um, expand the Topanga Moon community and make it accessible to anyone, anywhere. Because I do get some messages from people saying that they wish they had moon parties in their area. So maybe we can do some virtual ones. That would be really, really cool. So if you are into that idea, like, let me know. Send me a message, a DM, an email. I love hearing from you. And it would be great to know if people are interested in, in having something like that and having an online community. So, yeah, what else is happening? Um, I think that's mostly it. My life has been all about moving, packing up, transitions, um, which is interesting because we're going to get into Scorpio season soon and that's all about the life, death, rebirth cycle and I feel like I'm in that fully right now, which has been such a beautiful space to navigate. I've really been listening to a lot of other spiritual mentors of mine um, just kind of tapping into different texts and I'm, I'm a Gemini. I love knowledge. So I'm always researching, reading, listening to podcasts. I want to soak up everything I can. Um, and just trying to get the messages and help me with my own intuition. So that's, you know, my research to help me get back, tap, tap back in. So, um, yeah, with that, I've been really conscious about the words that I use at this time. I want to make sure that uh, my words are impeccable, one of the four agreements. And the idea that we're always spell casting with our words, Shaman Dirk talks about that a lot. Uh, Natalia Benson talks about that. Even Gabby Bernstein talks about that. Abraham Hicks. And, and really this idea that um, words have such a strong vibration and, and meaning and power and we can be creating our reality with our words. So right now I'm trying to incorporate like more beautiful words for all these transition moments in my life. So seeing it as like it's going to be such an easy process. I'm going to have so much fun. It's so exciting to see what's coming up around the corner. I'm making beautiful space to bring in more new to transition into my, you know, dream reality. So really choosing my words wisely and it's been a really fun practice because sometimes I'll catch myself saying something, a negative word or something, and then I just redirect it and, and find the better thought and find the better feeling, find the better um, word for that. And then also it's been interesting to see how I use these, you know, better, not better words, but it's like more high aligned words in my conversations with people. So how am I showing up to the conversations? What am I receiving from other people? Because that's usually um, an indication as to where you're at, you're at with that practice. 
So yeah, that's kind of everything that's happening um, with me. I will have some other interviews lined up, some really, really beautiful interviews lined up for the next couple podcast episodes. So stay tuned for that. But let's get into today's topic of intuition. So for to get into the feeling space of this topic, I wanted to pull a tarot card. And it's really interesting because, well, I just came from a kundalini yoga class tonight. Love kundalini. It really shifts so many things in my body without me even like realizing the true effects, but it's really been a beautiful practice that I've been learning. And it kind of ties into this card that I just pulled. So that's interesting. And I want to read it to you. It's the Ace of Swords. So I, I pulled a card to describe kind of like where I'm at in this moment, what I'm kind of feeling. And this card is all about wisdom, understanding, and intelligence. A gray sky reveals a desolate desert landscape. Love when it says desert. <laughs> Set with pyramids, the final resting place of the monarchs of ancient Egypt. Within a mound of sand stands a single sword. Its defiant present challenges those who would wield it to gain the riches stored within the pyramids. The sword's ornate gold handle is decorated with the horn symbol of Isis, the Egyptian goddess of wisdom and fertility. It is shaped like the lotus, the flower of spiritual enlightenment, which is so beautiful because the kundalini yoga class that I go to is called lotus yoga so how amazing is that but it's swords sharp blade that bears the symbol of the divine feminine whose incisive powers of intellect the sword represents and the meaning is the incisive powers of the divine feminine pure understanding and wisdom the ability to wield your sword wisely clarity and good judgment knowing the difference between right and wrong truth intelligence beginning of a cycle of intellectual growth which is so interesting because I was just talking about how I've been really cultivating all this knowledge wanting to expand my knowledge base of this spiritual spiritual realm uh, read more texts from you know my my favorite mentors and just dive into these topics in a bigger way to then incorporate that in things that I'm creating and producing and even in my writing and use that to expand and to, um, you know, spread, uh, my gifts and my messages and all that kind of stuff. So it was, re it's really beautiful to hear that the tarot card is basically, um, acknowledging and affirming that I am in that space. I am in that space of truth and wisdom and knowledge and I can use that to express knowledge and the wisdom that I gain. And it's very fitting for us talking about this topic of intuition because intuition is the, the body knowledge, the, the feeling knowledge, the knowledge that you get without it having concrete evidence. It's like it's a knowing without knowing how you know. So there's these ties and themes of knowledge, but it's the knowledge of something that's kind of beyond beyond this realm that is just something that you know and that you're tapped in that you're connected that 
there's this invisible force that is guiding you. That's what the intuition is to me, that just inner knowing, that inner voice. And that inner knowing is our is our truth, it's our knowledge, it's our wisdom, it's the wisdom that we have without even knowing, you know, why we have that wisdom. So the reason why I wanted to dive into the topic of intuition today was because I've been seeing I, just a lot of things were popping up and you know those like, they're like these courses or, or guides on how to like, I don't know, um, expand in your career faster. J- just these like life hacks, biohacks, guides. Um, there's just an overload of information. I know I say this and I'm a person that's on a podcast handing out more information, but we have an abundance of information coming our way right now in so many different forms. So it's really kind of our duty to sift through all this information of what other people are telling us to make our own informed decisions. And I am a huge believer that you are your own healer You are your own guide and you don't need anyone else to tell you, you know, like, um, there's just so many times that I can think of in my life where I knew something before, I don't know, let's say going into the doctor's office, I knew before they, they told me or my feelings towards something just felt more real than what other people were telling me. And a lot of the times our our judgment can get skewed if we're listening to too many voices or we're in a fear-based place where we can't access our intuition. And I think it's just so important with all the voices, all the noises right now in uh, this age of information, the age of Aquarius, that we come back to ourselves, that we are our own healers, our own guides, And we cultivate this relationship with our intuition because our intuition is always going to steer us in the right direction for us. And sometimes it is, you know, going back into the the fire with, you know, an old flame or an old love and, and kind of getting your heart broken again. Maybe it is having that experience. Maybe your soul and your soul's journey has to have those experiences, but we're almost like too afraid to make decisions sometimes because we're so afraid of getting it wrong but maybe in the process of even making that wrong decision or quote-unquote wrong decision we learn something really beautiful we stop a cycle we um you know access a part of ourselves that we couldn't before and I think it's just going back into what do you feel like is right for you and only you have those answers you know so many people can put their own projection and their own fears and that's what it is a lot of the time their own fears onto you especially when you have big dreams or big goals and you're getting a lot of resistance well that's other people's programming other people's fears getting to you and in that moment it's it's wise to go into your own intuition, access your own knowledge. And it, this could 
you know, take many forms. Maybe you do have that kind of like trusted group of friends that you can go to that can be your intuitive voice in that moment. Maybe they have messages, maybe they're guides on your path. That's totally possible. Maybe it's, you know, going into your meditation practice. Maybe it's going to Kundalini. Um, there's so many different ways that we can access our intuition. And I'm going to get into the different ways in a moment, but it's just so beautiful that we have all of that within us. We don't really need to seek outside of us. And it's amazing that we can be our own healer, be our own guide, um, change even like what other people around us think are, you know, we're capable of or possible of, um, by just sticking with our own intuitive voice and our inner guidance system, because that's your inner guide and your higher self knows the best path for you, knows the path of least resistance, knows where you're most aligned and is going to be there in a loving, kind way. And everyone else has kind of like their own voices. So you're, whenever you're getting advice from other people, it's still going through the lens of their own guides. Even though people can give you really great advice and they can channel for you or give you intuitive messages. I totally believe that. But know that it comes um, always with a, you know, a layer of somebody else's um, inner guidance. And to always go back to what it is that you feel in yourself. Do you resonate with what other people are telling you? If maybe you're going to see an intuitive or psychic and something like hits you as well as being the truth and that could just be your inner guidance being like, yeah, we knew this, but we just wanted that extra confirmation. So that's kind of why I wanted to get into this topic because there's been a lot of things coming up around me and I've had to make some decisions in the last little while mostly about my place and I couldn't hear my own inner guidance because and this is a question that I had um, from someone which I can read right now because it might answer the question but I couldn't hear the full answer and this is um, regarding leaving my uh, my apartment because I was in the fear-based mentality of my old programming. So because I was in that state, I had to get almost like extra reinforcement on this intuitive decision. Because usually with my intuition, I get it through and people can get it in many different ways. So I have a seeing intuition. So that means I actually see things. I... Um, can see numbers, I can see symbols, I can see signs, I can see colors sometimes in my uh, meditations. I have extremely vivid dreams, so that's seeing. And I even have some, you know, stories of when I was younger. I remember my first apartment ever, I had this moment where it's right before, you know, you go to sleep, but it's kind of like that dream-like state but I was lying in my bed I remember I lived in this like super super old building and you could just like feel that this like building was haunted but anyways I was alone for the weekend I had a roommate at the time 
and I was about to go to sleep, but I could like see everything in the apartment. Everything was like, you know, still visible. I could see that I was in my apartment. I could see that I was in my bed. And all of a sudden I see this figure of this man with like kind of like old timey costuming or clothing on and a really, really white beard uh, just standing over my bed. And it was for like a fleeting moment. And I remember I like, you know, sat up in my bed really quickly and it was in kind of a panic. And it was like, then your logic comes in. You're like, was I just like seeing things? Was I dreaming? Was that real? But I really do think that it was a spirit that was a part of this house because, or this huge factory building. because it used to be an old factory that was transformed into uh, loft buildings, loft apartments. So that was me, you know, with my seeing eye. Um, it wasn't like, you know, a bad spirit. And it was, it's kind of like the only time I've ever actually seen a figure, like a full on figure. And I don't know if it's that my fear stepped in after that point and was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want to see this. This is too scary. <laughs> don't give me this anymore. But now um, my seeing intuition comes in the form of extremely vivid dreams. But once again, I get fear-based dreams. So now I've had to like distinguish between my prophetic intuitive dreams to my fear-based dreams because they're very similar, but there are some differences. And um, seeing symbols, so I'll ask for... Um, I'll ask for various symbols and I'll ask for signs that I can see around me. And when I don't see the signs, like that's an answer too. that. That's kind of like a no to my question. And then I, I did uh, mention on the podcast last week about how I saw all the signs of California when I was asking about what I should do, you know, with my place. So in that moment, I had to access other parts of my intuition in order to know if I should move in a certain direction because my fear-based like programming, old programming was coming in and blocking, blocking my usual like gut instinct. So my intuition comes in the form of like, like the sacral gut intuition. It's like, and it can last for a while or it can come up multiple times. But if somebody like asks me to do something or if I get presented with something or if I'm trying to like decide something, it's like my gut will feel it. I, and I've like gone against my gut many times because my, you know, logical brain tries to, um, create this whole new story around it of like, no, 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 you can trust this person, blah, blah, blah. And then I always get proven wrong later on. So now I've really been trying to tap into what are the gut instincts for me. So what are the hell yeses and what are the hell no's? And right now, if it's not a hell yes for me, then it's just a simple no. And then maybe, you know, something will surface in a, in a different form and then I can say yes to it or whatever it may be. But if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And these are for simple things like, do I want to go to Kundalini tonight? I was like, hell yes. You know, do I want to go see some band. It's it's like the really simple little day-to-day things that I'm constantly 
training my um, gut and intuitive voice by saying, is this a hell yes or is this a hell no? So on that, I really want to read the question that I received, um, which was how, oh, sorry. Where did I write it? Oh, how do you know if a pinch to act is intuition or just old programming? So with this question, um, what I'm getting and what's coming through is that old programming is usually some sort of fear-based programming. Um, when we talk about, you know, limiting beliefs or old programming that may not be as beneficial to you as um, creating new, uh, you know, pathways and new thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So if it is something that is like a fear-based old programming, then your intuition is going to come up as fears. It's going to come up as your logical mind bringing in your fear-based programming. So it's going to be something that um, is going to be kind of like trying to make sure your, you know, your fear is always trying to make sure you're safe. So it's going to be... Um, an intuitive, it's going to feel like an intuition, it's going to feel like your kind of gut, but it's going to be kind of with the mask of a fear-based thought. So what, however that shows up for you. So for me, um, when I was thinking about moving from my apartment, my gut, I thought in the beginning was saying like, oh no, this is too risky, like you need this place. All the like fear stories kind of came through in a really big way. And I recognized that it wasn't my true intuitive voice because it was these negative thought patterns and these negative feelings. So that was my fears talking. And I even mentioned uh, last week, I had this dream and it was a very fearful dream of me moving and once again it was my old programming because what I was doing is I was choosing to expand and grow and and move to you know a different stage of my life and a lot of fears are going to come up because of my old programming you know my beliefs that um, this space is what gives me freedom and helps me to be the person that I want to be instead of knowing that like well my freedom comes from within so when it came to this, um, the, the way that I knew that it was the old programming was because it was a lot of fear. I could feel fear in my body. I could hear fearful thoughts afterwards. There was a lot of fear surrounding um, that intuitive ping. So instead, I tried to access different intuitive parts of myself. So with that, I asked for a sign. You know, I, I knew that I have a lot of seeing intuitive um, abilities. So I said, okay, um, guides, you can ask your, your spirit guides or your higher self or your intuitive voice, whatever you want to ask and ask for a sign, be specific if you want to. Um, and just, but when you do get that sign, trust it. That's the big thing about it. Trust the sign. If you don't, the sign doesn't come in. That's also an answer. That is, that's the answer, you know, kind of no. So my signs came in. And then it was actually accessing the intuitive voices of some of my friends. You know, my friends who I 
really respect and I knew that they could give me an intuitive voice that had no judgment, had no bias. And um, when they, the important thing that is though to know if you are asking other people for their their intuit, intuition based on something in your life, feel how it resonates in your body. So once they say the thing, feel it in your body. If it feels like accurate and aligned, then that's your intuition. And if it doesn't feel right to you, if whatever they're saying to you doesn't feel right to you, then I would keep I would keep going. I would move on and I would ask and I would find another way. And another way could be going through um, into meditation, going to a kundalini class, uh, going for a run. There's so many things that we can do asking for signs in like dreams. At, try to access a different part of your intuitive being because we have other ways to be intuitive. And that will help you cut through any of the old programming that may come up. So I hope that answers that question. Um, another question that I got is, and this is kind of similar, um, how do you discern between intuition and fear? So fear, old programming, <laughs> very similar. But once again, your intuition is going to feel like a gentle knowing. It's going to be really positive words it's going to feel good in your body if you feel it in your gut if you feel it in your heart wherever your intuition is usually stored it's going to feel good to you um and i the only i mean you will know that once you're in it when it's your fear then you're gonna get a lot of words around it. There's going to be a lot of dialogue. Your mind is going to be racing a lot. Your mind is going to start to create all these stories. Your mind is basically going to be taking over and running the show when it's something towards fear. And you'll be able to feel the difference because it'll this intuitive voice will feel like it's coming from your mind instead of other parts of your body. So when you're listening to your true inner guidance or your true inner voice, it's going to it's going to be like kind of around the heart chakra or below. And it's going to really sit within you. It's going to sit within your organs um because it's your organs that are trying to communicate with you. They're they're in touch with feelings they're in touch with like the body they can feel the things they're in touch with the emotions so they're going to be a truer indication and the only way to really know it is just to know it then the mind signaling and once again if you are having um trouble discerning between your intuition and fear it's really a practice of trusting your intuition more and more and more and that's by accessing other other sensory parts of your intuitive process so there's seeing there's hearing there's feeling and then there's knowing so there's really four different ways that you can access your intuition um, seeing is signs symbols numbers um, synchronicities, anything that you can see 
with your eye, uh, vivid dreams, that's kind of like seeing. Feeling is how does your body feel? A lot of empaths, if you are empathic, you have more of a feeling intuitive voice. So it's going to be how does your, um, what lights up in your body when you hear something? Do you get shivers? Do you get goosebumps? Um, how, what does your stomach feel like? Is your stomach doing somersaults? Is your heart pounding a lot? These are all feeling sensories that would be lighting up when you have some sort of intuitive ping. And you can even like jot down in a notebook and try to kind of, you know, write out whenever these come to you so you know for future reference, like, oh, I get goosebumps when you know, and it's, it's always good to kind of like practice that and, and keep reinforcing that. So that's seeing and feeling. And then there's like a knowing, a knowing for me is like that gut knowing it comes from, you know, my sacral, my, my gut area. And it's really just a, you can't even describe it. It's like, and I, like a, a knowing comes over you and then it travels up to your mind to get interpreted into, you know, whatever it is that you are knowing. It's knowing something before it happens. It's, it's really hard to kind of describe, but we all have that access to knowing. Um, you can walk into a room and just like know maybe who's, having a bad day or something like that. Um, a thought can come up out of nowhere and it's just like a knowing that, you know, you just realized something or, um, yeah, knowing is, is an interesting one because it's so hard to describe. It's just something that you just, well, you just know, you just know. And then there's hearing and, that could come in many different forms. Some people actually like hear their name and they're like, you know, how come I just heard my name? Like, did somebody say my name? Or you hear, maybe you're in a crowd and you hear somebody else's name, like a love interest or whatever. And you hear somebody else's name that somebody's saying. Those are messages. Those are your guides telling you through other people. You could hear knocks um, in your apartment or in your house you could hear specific music. Maybe it's like a special music that only means something to you and a loved one who passed away and all of a sudden you like hear it on the radio. You know that they're trying to communicate with you. So hearing comes in so many different ways and is all specific to you, the person. And everyone is so individual with their intuition and the best way to know what works for you is to just practice it and to continuously try to bring intuition into your decisions, bring an intuition into like your simplest decisions, even like intuitive eating. Like if you go to the grocery store or I love this, like my friend Annetta will go to the farmer's market and I'm like, what is your plan? Like I'm always like, I need a plan. I need to like write things down. And she's like, I just walk around and I – I get inspired by what I see and then I'm going to, I get the ingredients and then I make it, you know, like that's her way. That's her process. Um, 
so it's really fun because everyone has their own own way of of tapping into their intuitive process. Okay, so uh, another question I had. This is a really fun one. It is my intu- intuition is a wild horse. It needs to be free, but how can I ride it if I cannot tame it? <laughs> okay. So what I gather from this question is that you feel like your intuition may be too wild and that it's something that it needs to be tamed. And I'm going to challenge you by saying maybe it's not too wild. Maybe that's just your intuition. You know, maybe you are supposed to let it out more. Maybe you are supposed to follow like the crazy intuitive pings that you get. If it's like, you know, I feel like I'm drawn to go to, I don't know, Morocco. But you're like, oh, wow, that's a crazy thought. Maybe it's not. Maybe that is your intuition trying to guide you to a place because when you get to that place, something really magical or mystical is going to happen for you or it's going to align or connect some sort of thing or you're going to meet a person and then this amazing experience happens or you meet the love of your life or whatever it may be. Like maybe our wild intuitions shouldn't be tamed because maybe they're bringing us to our wildest dreams and our and these like wild amazing moments in our lives maybe so I'm gonna say like I don't think it should be tamed I think that our intuition should be this wild horse it should be it comes from this like other realm it comes from you know this connected light-filled, loving-filled space that wants you to experience life to your absolute fullest. So with that, I think that you should go for those, you know, big intuitive pings as long as it's something that is really going to, you know, benefit your life, be loving. I always think like intuition has to be with like a loving lens on it um as long as you're you know I don't know it could be anything like it's it's so specific to each person and if you want to see your intuition as this like wild running freedom horse then let it be that let that be your symbol for your intuition tap into that um it's really interesting I I looked up the the uh spirit animal the medicine regarding horse and it represents your personal drive passion appetite for freedom balance between instinctiveness and the tamed part of your personality so that was really interesting because it definitely connected to instincts and taming part of you so i say go for it go for all of your wild intuitions Um, you'll know when it feels right for you and you only know by following those pings. So that was like a really cool question. So thank you for that. And how do you connect to your guides? So that's a really great question and something that I've been um, experimenting with and they're always different. I remember I had a session with my friend Elise and I definitely connected with my guides they were kind of I mean in that session it was like they were we were on this we went through this whole like 
guided meditation where I was on the planet that I came from and I connected with my like soul family who were my guides and they had specific messages for me and it was really cool but I think your guides can be either constant you can have like the same guides or they can change and they can um be different for whatever you're going through in the moment I definitely get a lot of guidance from Archangel Michael. He always comes into my meditations, uh, my one-on-one session with Elise. He's kind of like always present, um, which is really cool. So I think he is part of my guidance system and I'll ask for assistance when I need it. And I recently went into my own meditation and the best way to connect with your guides is just to quiet your mind with the intention of like white light protection you always want to bring in white loving light beautiful beautiful white light because you want to protect your spirit in every way that you possibly can and then you just ask to meet your guides ask for them to come in and don't you know judge whatever names they give you um i knew i did this like meditation the other day and I have three guys guides show up. One didn't want to say their name, and that's cool. I didn't want to force it. I was like, all right, all right. We'll see what your name is later on. And then the first name that I heard from one of the guides was Paul. So I was like, okay, Paul, whoever you are. And then uh, the girl that was there was named Genevieve, which is interesting because I have friends that are named Genevieve so I was like okay and then in my kundalini class today um the guides came back in my final shavasana and I I could see their like figure a little bit more and they were definitely um some sort of like alien guides so your guides can be so many different things they could be they could be animals they can be aliens they can be angels they can be loved ones that have passed on like there's no like one specific form that the guides come in so I think that's important to note where just ask and let whatever kind of like first pops into your mind when you're asking who your guides are or whatever name that you hear just like honor it you know it might not make sense and you know, you, you don't always know if you're completely right about it, but at the end of the day, it's just like, it's just better to, um, just kind of go along with it and believe it and yeah, see what happens with it. But they've been showing up more. I do, um, I don't know. I get messages from all kinds of, all kinds of spirits. (laughs) So it's been interesting because it can feel a little crazy sometimes. And especially with me, with my super logical, knowledge-based mind that always wants proof and science to back up everything. But I've just been embracing it and, um, you know, sending out my prayers and wishes to these guides, regardless of what their names may be, and asking for their assistance and asking for their signs. And I always know that it's, 
whenever it's within a loving, if you hear anything, like if you hear messages or anything like that, as long as it's loving, then you know it's coming from the right source. So always listen to things that are loving. That's always the basis for for how I at least connect with um, with my guides. And sometimes they come up in, as like animals, like spirit guides as um, or spirit animals. Um, if there's, you know, an animal that I might be seeing a lot of. So I'll look up that. Um, but yeah, it's it's all like based on your own personal journey and really just practice and whatever comes up, honoring it. And it's just like fun to do. So like I encourage you to try to do a meditation on your own and just bring in that white light protection and then ask guides can you reveal yourself to me and what are your names and then just wait to hear whatever answer pops up first and usually that answer that pops up first is is the guides so it's really cool um yeah i think that's i think that's everything for um oh yeah there was one more story that I wanted to share. I'll do, I'll do, I will tell you one more story about when the difference between, sorry, I know it's like I'm going off on a tangent right now, but it's all connected. So one more story when it comes to uh, whether or not it's an intuitive ping or a fear. I remember that I was, when I was on the road trip with Elise in the camper van, we decided going into the trip that we were going to use our gut to make sure that if we parked somewhere for the night it was felt safe and if either of us felt something off about a place we would say it and we would move on and I remember there was this one place in Sedona that we were going to park at and my whole body, everything felt so uncomfortable. And I, my gut was saying, no, we can't be here. And I remember Elise asking me, is this a, a rational fear or like a true fear? And like a true gut-based fear. And I'm sorry, irrational fear or rational fear is the true question. And I said, rational fear, because my gut knew it was not a good place to to sleep why I don't know who knows if we would have stayed there but there was something about the area that I could just feel in my body it felt really uncomfortable didn't want to go to sleep and it's not like I was like scared at that point to sleep in the camper van not at all it was just like something about that area so we moved and in the second area that we went to I felt great like my body relaxed I didn't feel any tension so that was kind of like how we discerned between whether or not it was like a true fear or if it was just like a illogical fear so now we we a second time that this happened it was actually the irrational fear that came up so and this is this is how i how i knew the difference we were parked at this like um, this public bureau land, so kind of like this beautiful park, but it was in the middle of like of the night that we like found this place, and it was right on the base of this like huge mountain in uh, like southern New Mexico, and 
I remember I was really scared once again and I was like, Elise, like I feel really terrified and the winds were so strong. There was this crazy storm outside. The winds were like shaking the camper van. That's how strong it was and I was just so afraid. So because she's an intuitive, she was able to pick up on this and she was like, okay, I think you're having an irrational fear because you're afraid of the elements. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, go outside, stand in the wind, and embrace the elements. Because right now, you're afraid of your power. You're afraid of the elements. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do what you're telling me to do. So I go and I stand outside and I feel this intense wind hitting me and I could feel... um, the power from the elements, the power from mother nature. And I was a little bit afraid, but then I was like, I got back into my body and I was like, Oh, I'm afraid of my own, my own power. So I go back into the camper van and I was like, that was an irrational fear. Like we have nothing to be afraid. Like my gut wasn't like perking up. Like we have nothing to be afraid of here. Like there's nobody around. Like nothing's going to happen to us. Um, and I, I just embraced the elements. So in that instant, it was just me being afraid of the elements and that was my fear coming in. So that was like a really cool story. And that was the difference between the, um, the irrational fears and the rational fears. So yeah, I hope that you got something out of this whole conversation about intuition. If you have any more questions, you can always email me. I love talking about this kind of stuff and maybe I'll bring it back into future podcast episodes. But yeah, this is really fun. I do hope to do some more kind of Q&A style podcast episodes in the future, but this was this is a great introduction to that. So I hope you have a beautiful day, beautiful week, that you're enjoying this like super cosmic, amazing time right now, fall season, October, all the mystical elements. And if you are in the Toronto area and are interested in coming to the Spellbound Soiree, come, go to topangamoon.com to find out all the information on that event. Okay, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day.